You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome to, now to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Mighty Rays, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the second victory polo Monday in a row for the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys have won two games in a row, and they're looking to make it three. The Philadelphia Eagles stand in the way of the team that is in the mix for the NFC East, and uh, it's the second Cowboys-Eagles game this season. It will be a lot different than the first time. Obviously, there will be no Carson Wentz. There will be no Ben DiNucci. No, no, no. It will be Andy Dalton, and now we know as of Monday, thanks to Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, that it will, in fact, come against Jalen Hurts. The rookie draft pick of the Philadelphia Eagles back in the second round of the draft will make his third start for the team. A fun fact that I uncovered myself on Monday morning, kind of looking around different things, Carson Wentz has uh, started for three games that his team won this season. Andy Dalton has started for at least three wins that his team has won this season. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Not that QB wins are a thing, but, you know, still. A fun little fun little fact to get this this episode started. Um, so Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts will be a lot of fun. We'll chat with our friends from Bleeding Green Nation later on in the week, of course. Also tomorrow we're going to chat with Matt McEwen of Sports Betting Dime to kind of get a feel for the NFC East because it is it is something that the Cowboys are squarely in the middle of. The Cowboys, if you're wondering, if you somehow haven't seen, do need help. If the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, they obviously have to win out against Philadelphia on Sunday and then on the road against the New York Giants next week. Those things are not inconceivable, uh, but they have to get help from the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. They need the Panthers to beat the Washington football team, and then they need the Eagles team that they need to beat themselves on Sunday. They need those Eagles to beat Washington next week uh, at the link in Philly. And so um, basically, Washington has to lose out, Dallas has to win out, and then, you know, anything is possible. Uh, but, you know, to quote Kevin Garnett, but um, it will be a little bit tough for the Cowboys on uh, on Sunday. It, it doesn't, you know, it's not totally known. Uh, I'm recording this Monday afternoon about four o'clock for full disclosure, uh, but it was reported on Monday by the Dallas Morning News' Michael Gelkin that Leighton Vanderish, who we saw obviously get hurt in the win over San Francisco on Sunday, suffered a high ankle sprain in the win against the 49ers, and that his status for Sunday's game against the Eagles is in question. Now, doesn't necessarily mean that Leighton is not going to play, and obviously this isn't as bad as it could have been. Uh, Leighton did say after the game that it wasn't a, a situation where there was a break, um, but so all things considered, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse for Leighton is, is basically the, the most optimistic way to look at this. Uh, if Leighton doesn't play, 
you know, I, I don't know what your panic level is on Jalen Hurts. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that he has played very well. Obviously, beat the Saints last week, um, you know, two weeks ago, however you want to look at it, and then you know, really competed against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Um, I, I think this will be tough. I think this will be a tall task. I can definitely see Jalen Hurts uh, kind of juking and spinning around, you know, a different Jalen. Um, but so Leighton Vanders is going to be a necessary piece, I think, if the Cowboys do want to keep their playoff hopes alive. By the way, on the subject of that, um, obviously, I mentioned the Carolina Panthers need to beat the Washington football team if Dallas is going to stay alive in this divisional race and that Carolina-Washington game is at noon on Sunday and the Cowboys and Eagles play in the afternoon slot and so the Cowboys will know when their game against the Eagles kicks off whether they still have life or not. Uh, so the energy could be you know heavily sucked out of the building if uh, if Washington wins because that eliminates the Cowboys from this whole dance. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, either way, it, it will it will be fun. Cowboys Eagles is always fun. So uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. I do want to address something here. Um, I had some tweets about this, and I think that obviously podcasts allow for a little bit more context. Uh, Monday morning, there was a tweet that went out from the NFL on CBS account. Um, the tweet had a photo of Tony Pollard, who played very well on Sunday, and Ezekiel Elliott. And the tweet said, on Sunday, Tony Pollard rushed for two touchdowns and average. 5.75 yards per carry the last time Ezekiel Elliott did both of those things in a game 2016 that's right that was my artificial sound effect and that was the tweet roping people in because that's all these tweets are designed to do and look I'm totally guilty of this I love to have tweets that you know incite different you know things and whatever but this tweet I thought was really unfair to Ezekiel Elliott and look I will say right now, I am a big fan of Tony Pollard, the running back. I've made my thoughts about Tony Pollard, the special teams returner, very well known. He's obviously explosive, but he had some really bad, you know, he struggled with decisions early on in the season. We all agree there. But Tony Pollard, the running back, is very much worth exploring. And I think the Cowboys should explore that. I, I do think, like everybody thinks, that Ezekiel Elliott has not been a great running back this season. Obviously, that contract looks really bad. And it was something that didn't make a lot of sense when the Cowboys did it. We've had that conversation a thousand times. And so it's easy to pile on Zeke. And that's that's really my point here. I quoted this tweet, and this is my exact tweet. If you didn't see it, I said, I'm a fan of Tony Pollard as a runner. Duh. I would like to see him more involved in the Cowboys offense. But this is some serious cherry picking. Pollard's last carry of the day went for 40 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Before that, he had 29 yards on 11 carries, good for 2.64 yards per carry. Why did I say this? Do I think that Ezekiel Elliott deserves all of the carries in the Cowboys offense? No, I don't think that. I think the Cowboys should be exploring Tony Pollard as a legitimate running back. But I think that this tweet was done, again, like a lot of tweets are done, just to bag on Zeke. And I don't think that that's fair to Zeke. And you know, we can certainly have the conversation about Zeke, whether the you know struggling offensive line or his calf issue have weighed him down this season. You know, again, if you want to have that conversation, we can. But ultimately, my point here is this tweet was done specifically to fuel the narrative, a legitimate narrative, nonetheless, fuel the narrative that Ezekiel Elliott is trash, that Tony Pod's so much better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That run matters. So many people were in my mentions saying, well, you can't, you know, if you take that run out, that's cherry picking. I agree that that would be cherry picking. However, the point is that it's not like Tony Pollard was just dominating on the ground. That run was amazing, that 40-yard touchdown run. And for what it's worth, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is capable of a 40-yard touchdown run like that, breaking the tackles that Tony Pollard did and that breakaway speed. I don't think that Zeke can do that in 2020. A lot of people say that, you know, I don't totally disagree with this, that that has never really been Zeke's game. Obviously, he's had some breakaway moments throughout his career, but again, not totally his primary thing. Ultimately, my point is that, look, 
you can very intelligently say and discuss and debate that Tony Pollard is a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott right now. I believe that he is. I, I believe he's a better fit for this offense at present time than Zeke Elliott. I think most of you agree with that. However, just bagging on Zeke from this yards per carry perspective is not fair. And that's really, really, really diluting all of the body of work that both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott have done to this point. And what's more is that really kind of paints a super unsustainable picture for Tony Pollard to live up to. Before that run, again, he had a 2.64 yards per carry if we want to like live and die with this particular metric. And so now the inflation puts him at 5.75 yards per carry because he had a 40-yard run. And while that's all legitimate, it's all fair, it's all objective data, it doesn't totally tell the whole story. And so I'm not trying to remove the 40-yard run from relevance because it has extreme relevance. And again, it is completely indicative of the difference that Tony Pollard provides from Ezekiel Elliott. But if you're going to go down that road, if you're going to have that conversation, if you're going to call Ezekiel Elliott out, whatever you're going to do, do it in a legitimate and a functional way. And so, you know, because if if Tony Pollard hadn't had that run and if the Cowboys had still won, right, would would we be would we be talking now and saying, man, Tony Pollard only had 2.64 yards per carry. That's that's over a yard less than Zeke has had on the season. Wow, I guess Tony Pollard's trash. No, we wouldn't be doing that because it wouldn't fit any narrative, you know. And and again, we are all guilty of this. I just didn't think this was fair to Zeke, and so um, you know, I felt like saying something. So it is what it is. Uh, that about does it for our Tuesday edition of the Ocho. Uh, we will have a brand new episode of the 750 available for you later on today. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. We are available on all major podcast platforms. I'm RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. And can do me a huge favor. All right, do me a gigantic favor. Have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you in my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.